morning to you, Mr. Bob. How you doing? Tonight I'm feeling pretty good. We're having a, an interesting uh, conversation tonight. And about, you want to jump right in, don't you? Yes, I like to jump right in, when, especially when it's on my mind so uh, I don't lose train of thought. But uh, the, tonight's case, I like to open with uh, the, uh, the nuke problem. Uh-huh. The uh, 1961 case uh, in Montana at the uh, Maelstrom nuclear facility where they kept uh, interballistic, uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles. Uh, they had sightings up there, which uh, occurred, and uh, several books were written about it. And uh, I've read several uh, books on this uh, topic, uh, case, and uh, it uh, received a lot of attention, especially from uh, guess who where, the Pentagon. Um, these objects uh, were, were seen hovering over the base, and the soldiers that were assigned to the base uh, took uh, took their rifles out and had them pointed at these uh, objects because these objects were uh, appearing to be uh, a threat to them. And uh, during this time that these objects were over the uh, the base, the uh, missiles were deactivated one by one which uh, is quite extraordinary. And uh, when this happened, it uh, was notified to the uh, officials at the top of the Pentagon. And uh, they took notice of this and were quite uh, quite uh, surprised at this happening. And uh, I guess notices went out uh, internally to other bases to be aware that this was happened. Um, I, I certainly would be concerned if I was in the military. If uh, <laughs> kind of freaking out, right? Like, yeah, uh, that one wasn't in the manual. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see anything about that one. <laughs> but this uh, this apparently also happened in the Soviet Union with uh, the opposite happening, where missiles were activated into uh, a firing uh, mode, and uh, th th this had to be changed. And one of this uh, one of the uh, consequences of this happening was uh, the hotline was set up between the, the Moscow and uh, the White House so that this type of thing wouldn't be averted in the future, that we would not be uh, brought into a nuclear war based on a miscalculation of uh, unidentified objects being taken as a uh, armed uh, invasion. So, uh, it was quite extraordinary, and uh, the military took notice that these uh, nuclear flyovers, uh, these uh, nuclear uh, uh, occurrences were happening uh, quite a bit. And, uh, of course, uh, that's pretty alarming because uh, why were they doing this? You know, uh, since, since the Roswell occurrence happened in New Mexico, which was also a nuclear area, because of the uh, 509th and um, the location of the uh, the atomic testing that was going on in New Mexico attracted these craft apparently and uh, when one of them crashed this began the cover-up that's been going on for the last uh, now 75 years and it's the anniversary is coming up uh, this July. So we're going to talk about this uh, as the weeks and months approach. 
um, and the events that uh, were put into place to keep this from the public's eye and to put it all into the CIA hands, which they uh, apparently did. And this is under the cloak of national security. And all this uh, comes out of the the information that was uh, revealed in the uh, Majestic 12 documents that I always talk about. So when you when you try to study this subject, you must start with that document. I think it, it's a great starting point to uh, grasp the uh, significance of why this subject became top secret. And uh, like I've said in previous episodes, I've tried to uh, keep this subject from uh, public uh, discussion only to the people that are really interested in the subject, because a lot of people just think it's a lot of hogwash. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've spent a lot of years trying to uh, separate the uh, the baloney from the, the good stuff. And uh, I think I came across uh, enough information. Sometimes I call it, a, you know, with the, what they sometimes refer to in, in legal terms as circumstantial evidence. I think that there's quite a bit of it. and uh, Yeah, and remember the... The, the round earthers were the flat earthers of their time. Yeah, right. And some of them ended up burned <laughs> exactly. at the stake or whatever. Exactly. The truth. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 a it's a hard thing to separate. Uh, you know the uh, the facts from the fiction because of the uh, the uh, indications of the CIA getting involved in this subject. I mean, uh, if they didn't, and they just came out and just said that yes we are being visited by a, an extraterrestrial race. Maybe that would have been a lot easier, but the, the questions would have been nonstop. So I guess the, the decision at the time was made to keep this uh, from being asked too many questions is to, to put it in a top secret category. And uh, when, I, when I find out from years of reading that uh, some of these people that were listed on this uh, Majestic 12 panel came from the Manhattan Project, I say, gee, that makes a lot of sense because of their clearance level for for top secret information. And uh, the, the very fact that they created a national security agency or act it, it acted as a way of a legal way for the government to to actually lie under the uh, the national security excuse. And uh, I guess, you know, in retrospect, it, it, it was necessary at the time. Does it does right. it seem necessary at the time now? But what else gets swept under the carpet under that guise? Right. Of How many things security? are swept under the government? Yeah. Right. A little security for them, a little security for my bank account. Yeah, the censorship <laughs> is is incredible, but it, it has a purpose, you know. And uh, I want that promotion. <laughs> the manipulation of information has has grown to such a degree in today's twenty uh, second, twenty uh, first century. Which century are we in? <laughs> are we in the twenty second century? Yeah, yet? I guess so. It's, it, it seems like that. The the censorship is just incredible. So we have to uh, try to break it down and try to understand where it's, it's applicable for, for use and where it's overused. And uh, in this situation, this subject is so strange 
when uh, I have discussions about it with people that realize that I know a lot about it, they they sometimes are, are get scared, and uh, I tell them, well, this 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 could be of the very reason because of the secrecy because it scares people. Um, it's one thing to say, oh, we're being visited, but then to say, well, what do they want? You know, uh, do they do they want to uh, be our friends? Do they want to uh, have us for dinner? You know, uh, the agenda doesn't seem to be uh, an open uh, discussion for the government because uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe COVID was just you know feeding time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Jeez, I, I mean, we have no idea what they, uh, except that time goes by and, and we're still here. Unless we have you know, a we have a suspicion. Eliminate us. Or at least, unless we're all aliens. Suppose they have it. a suspicion of what their agenda is, and, and it's just uh, well, I would think, yeah, they, they it, don't it, know it. the total reason. They know some of the reason they could be here, and uh, the 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 interest in the nuclear uh, issue is to me something that shouldn't be overlooked because why are they uh, involved in looking? down and keeping an eye on this stuff these the locations of these silos where we keep intercontinental missiles are not they're not in an active uh, position to be launched and yet they're being observed and we've got reports of these sightings being made over these these facilities uh, we've had cases in New York, where the uh, the power uh, plant in uh, the '60s was knocked out of commission, and there were sightings in that a, in that in that particular time period. A string of those at that one location was yeah in the uh, Niagara Falls area where we had the uh, power blackout. There were sightings. That was uh, I think in '65 or '64, something like that. The big power blackout. And uh, they said, oh, it was a circuit breaker or to, some, to some degree that caused the, the cancellation of the electricity. But then again, why were these sightings being right in that location where the power plant is? Just seems a little uh, too uh, coincidental. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny, too. You mentioned uh, like the Maelstrom Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Um, sightings mm-hmm. <clears throat> was in the '60s, right? Yeah, and you and and and, and it caused um, the U.S. and the Russia to cooperate, at least in, in, in on the surface. That's what they said, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing that the JFK wanted. Yeah, to cooperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the. Uh, the meetings that, that Kennedy had with uh, Khrushchev in trying to uh, to get a cooperation with the KGB, uh, they didn't seem to uh, want to cooperate with American yeah. intelligence. And then eventually we did. I'm just kind of pointing out the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah, or, or times change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, apparently uh, Kennedy did want to share this uh, discovery uh, with the Soviets and uh, to bring them up to scale, uh, up to date with this uh, 
recovery operation, and, and uh, that didn't seem to go well with the uh, intelligence community. And uh, despite the continuation of Kennedy trying to break the CIA up of its uh, control of this information, uh, it could have led to uh, his demise. You know, uh, this is this becomes a uh, controversial uh, conspiracy uh, topic, which is easily uh, discarded by people because people say, "Oh, that's crazy! How could how could the president have been discarded because of his of his uh, awareness and wanting to share this information with the Soviets?" And his uh, unwillingness to uh, to back down. He had a speech at the uh, Waldorf Astoria, and basically that speech uh, was based on secrecy and the consequences of it on on our on our society. And uh, it was uh, almost in line with the speech that uh, General Eisenhower gave when his uh, presidency was over, when he spoke about the. Uh, military-industrial complex that uh, was uh, taking this country into a direction that uh, he didn't seem to go along with. And uh, he uh, shared this uh, fear with Kennedy. And uh, there's there's mentions of it in books that I have that uh, both men were on the same page, and yet they were from different parties. You know, Roosevelt was, uh, I mean, Eisenhower was from the uh, Republican Party and Kennedy was from the Democratic Party. And yet there was an agreement on the the findings of this uh, Roswell discovery and the the great advancement that it could pose for America. But uh, the secrecy cloak was drawn over it. And has held in place for the last 60, 70 years, despite the uh, silly statements that come out of the uh, government every now and then, how their program has been studying this phenomenon of aerial phenomenon. And we, we, we cannot tell what they are. They, they seem to be a drone or they seem to be a adversaries, uh, but they don't mention anything about... Uh, how they've been studying these objects since the forties. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of uh, kind of silly for them to be lying in front of the public when most of the public knows what I know. I mean, they know that uh, the government has been involved in suppressing this uh, story as it as it uh, comes out every now and then, and uh, to continue battling the press and uh, pushing them aside and making them feel like they're, they're talking through their hat is uh, kind of getting boring because the eventuality of uh, this uh, <laughs> confrontation, I call it, <laughs> between these creatures is going to get a lot more, uh, more uh, how would you say, in your face. Instead of just reading about them, going to be, going to be interacting with them and that's going to you know be hard to deal with after after all these years of the government telling us that uh, they don't exist when when they really do and uh, 
the ill-prepared Ill public is uh, going to be quite shocked, despite the uh, the movies and stories and TV shows yeah, that have I mean, come out. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely people that won't be, you know, that'll be like, oh, I knew it. Uh, yeah, I knew it all the time. Be, <laughs> there's still going to be a large majority a way, of people who are going to be. still shocking. I mean, it's like you're seeing is believing. And it's, but, yeah. but then other people, it's going to be... Some, some. I mean, I'm sure it'll cause some heart attacks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's going to. Uh, some people will faint. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's very quite... debasing, and then it's just your whole. I mean, religion, everything. You know, what if you're an 80 year old devout religious person? It's just going to turn you on your head. <laughs> I, 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 I myself, I'm I'm a, 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 a Catholic. Uh, I went to Catholic school, parochial school. I've been taught everything in the, uh, the scriptures, and, and yet I, I'm drawn to this subject's reality based on uh, the facts that are, that have come out over the last uh, fifty years, sixty years, to uh, point that this this cosmos of ours is full of life and it was just a question of time before we uh crisscross paths and uh these uh nuclear detonations that uh the united states uh, was embarking on in the in the 40s before the uh the dropping of hiroshima and nagasaki is seems to be the uh the doorbell that uh seems to have been rung to bring these creatures into our solar system because the uh, significance of their their arrival seems to uh, coincide with these uh, uh, detonations that were occurring, you know. And uh, th this was not a uh, quiet noise. <laughs> these, these detonations were, I'm sure, you know, detectable on some other planet with high technology the, the same way we can detect a uh, volcano going off on jupiter i mean we're just an average society could you imagine yeah, it's it's one thing to appear and say you know you should not use nuclear weapons or we will destroy the earth you know back up the ship goes you know and it's then, another yeah. thing to just you know want to stay out of the way or stay, you know, and just do it without really making an appearance, you know, making much of an appearance or making it obvious or mm -hmm. no announcement. Just it's, isn't it a signal though? <laughs> it's like well, it's if, they, them it, off. If, if you take it, if you take an example that, that they came here because they detected our weaponry and they looked at us as a threat to them. I mean, they could have uh, arose, they could have risen to a level in society where they're not uh, militaristic and, uh, and combative. And any nation that, that, that they uh, come upon that, that is in that combative state is, becomes a threat to them the way we look at them as a threat to us. And we, isn't it ironic? We, we put them in a national security uh, category because of that suspicion. And they could be doing the same thing with us, that uh, our use of these weapons are, are, are causing problems in the cosmos. 
Maybe it maybe mm-hmm. it, it affects or, the or, orbit or, or, or have the potential to. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe it it affects the orbits of these planets. It's like and yo, dudes, chill. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, chill, chill on your on your on thing. This, you know, in the wrong direction. Yeah, go back the other way. Yeah, or we'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so the, these questions have come up over the years as to what could be the reason that you know they're not just uh, openly landing and saying what they're here for. So. Uh, Either they're directly dealing with the officials in our government on a on a one-on-one basis, or or something else is going on. But uh, this this will come to the forefront pretty soon because of of the events that have occurred over the last few years, with uh, these pilots' reports being allowed to be uh, spoken about and discussed and. It just it just reiterates the whole uh, Roswell uh, question, and whether the uh, the story of the weather balloon is really the the real story, or is there something going on behind the uh, the the, the, uh, the blanket uh, that we don't know about? Uh, because there's been a lot of uh, efforts to investigate the people that lived in that town in New Mexico to, to verify their stories and, and the events that occurred when they were young. And uh, the people that are older in the age group that uh, able to remember the, uh, the events were pretty uh, consistent in their stories to their investigators. So it's either everybody is lying. Yeah, when you see them, de- <clears throat> the government denying something and then it turns out to be true then why were they denying it you know know, there's something to that right it's not just because it just happened to be oh we got it wrong or and in other cases like bob lazar you know when they say oh he didn't work here but they forgot the newspaper article with what seems to be (laughs) what seems to be going on is that there's two there's two forms of government. We have a government that, that does do good things, and then we have another government that has a uh, has a uh, uh, a black market of information. I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> sort of like a, uh, a they have an excuse to to do the things they do under the cloak of national uh, security. And uh, that's where it starts. Yeah. Where, where does the mud start, and how deep does it go? Right. How deep it, is uh, the deep where, state? <laughs> you know, yeah. When, when, yeah. when people like uh, Adam Schiff are, are, are involved in in the intelligence community, and and we're criticizing his 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 work because it seems like it's uh, pretty corrupt in in the information that has surrounded his uh, his his position in the intelligence community, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, intelligence. And information is worth is worth something, right? And uh, mm-hmm. especially when when it's not known by the public, it could be used you know? for good or for so bad. So it, yeah. it kind of naturally creates some secondary market for information, mm-hmm. where there's interest at least, even if it was just from governmental agents. Who wants to get that information? Mm-hmm. And who needs that versus who doesn't? Mm-hmm. So it's naturally going to start. Uh, the struggle, I guess, 
uh, well, it's hard to, to, to keep, yeah, it's hard to keep everything quiet, you know, Mm -hmm. because the people like to talk and, uh, even, even if they, uh, are requested to talk because bullets are cheap, they still talk, you know, I've heard, I've heard people that have been, you know, practically tied up and, and forced into not saying anything. And yet after a while, they just, they see a story in the paper and it says, oh, I guess I can talk about it now. It's always, it always seems like somebody's got to tell somebody. <laughs> there was a story about one of the pilots. Uh, his name was uh, Pappy Anderson. And he was in a grocery store, and there was a, a newspaper article in a, in a, uh, about a UFO uh, being taken uh, from one place to another. And he actually was the, one of the pilots that, that took the debris to Wright Patterson. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw this article in the paper, he said to his wife, I guess I can talk about it now. And he was interviewed about this by investigators who, who found out that he was one of the pilots that uh, was involved in, in taking this debris. And from, what happened? He jumped out a window? No, no, no. He uh-huh. was he was old, but when uh-huh. he was talking about this, and I guess his his pension or his uh, his caring about what was going to happen to him was not uh, of, of concern because the, some people feel that the, the the story is so unbelievable that nobody believes it anyway. So you really right. have there's to, always going to be that uh, that level doubt, of deniability that, yeah, and doubting doubt doubt Thomas. Comes, you know. Yeah, and, and it takes a person of a large background like me or somebody like Stan Friedman who can write a book and get down to the nitty gritty and point out all the uh, the good stuff about a a real cover up, and and if there's anything to be covered up, it would be this subject. And the Maelstrom Air Force Base also had a, it's, they had one in the 90s. I think there was three in total uh, incidents. Yeah, but the one that in I the, wonder if it's the, the same guy, same alien coming back again. Ah, as a joke on the 30th anniversary. I'm gonna yeah, I want to see what's going on. <laughs> but that base has still, uh, you know, is still there. And uh, the, uh, I'm sure the missiles are not in a, in a activated uh, mode right now. But uh, let's go do Maelstrom for, for, for old time's sake. One more time. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> it got enough attention, so it, it didn't need any uh, more bases being uh, put in the newspaper to say, oh, the, this base also was looked at. Too. Yeah, we wouldn't hear about it after that. Yeah, right. You, you didn't hear much about any other bases, but there's mm-hmm. there's information in books like the <laughs> Clifford Stone's, uh, Sergeant Clifford Stone's book on uh, using the Freedom of Information Act to get information yeah. that's not really for the public's uh, domain. And and that book certainly contains most of all the cases that you would assume don't exist, but they exist. <laughs> when, you, when you see the efforts made through the request of information uh, and its denial uh, and the way that they deny facts under the cloak of uh, classification and legal classification, it's that it's it's uh, applicably classified. So it's not for your eyes, not for your ears. Well, you got none other than U.S. Air Force nuclear launch officer Robert Salas saying that I want the government to acknowledge that this phenomenon exists. I want the Air Force, the government, to come forward and say this is a real phenomenon. 
He was stationed 60 feet underground at the Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana in March 1967, monitoring the launch control center for the 10 nuclear missiles when he received a call from a guard above ground. He calls down saying they've been seeing some strange lights in the sky making odd maneuvers, very silent, so he knows they're not airplanes, he says. Hmm. At first, Silas didn't pay much attention to the report, but then he received a second phone call from the guy up above ground. He calls back about five minutes later, and this time he's screaming into the phone. He's very frightened. I could tell by his voice. And he said, sir, I've got all the guards out here. They've got their weapons drawn. We're all looking at an orange or reddish pulsating oval-shaped object. It's about 30 feet in diameter and just hovering above the front gate. Hmm. Yeah, it was Santa Claus coming to visit, yeah. Thinking they were under some kind of attack, Salas said he told the guards to keep it outside the perimeter of the gate. Yeah, I wonder how they were going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Please stay away. <laughs> uh, and then I think after five minutes or so, they said, well, the thing was hovering there. It it it, it incapacitated the, the, missile the missiles. And, uh, and after about five minutes, it just flew off. And mm-hmm. at, at that point, they got control of them again, but it took them a day or something to reset them. But there was no damage or anything. Yeah, but the Pentagon found out about it real soon. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they, uh, whoa, what do you mean? They went offline? Really? Yeah, that case got a lot of uh, a lot of attention. And because it was, uh, I think, the first case that involved uh, this type of situation where the missiles were put offline oh, or uh, activated, you know. The last little part of the article I thought you would appreciate. When contacted by ABC News, an Air Force spokesman declined to comment and pointed to the Air Force's official position on UFOs outlined on its website. Which is negative. (laughs) According to that statement, after investigating UFOs from 1947 to 1969, the Air Force concluded that there was no evidence indicating that sightings considered unidentified were extraterrestrial in origin. There was no evidence. So that means they they weren't holding any physical thing that could prove it in their hand at the time. Yeah. No pork chops here. (laughs) Yeah. So why even ask? I mean, come on. It's already a, it's, it's, it's like, it's a proven fact that they don't exist because there was no evidence it's such a it's such a baloney. It's really so baloneyish when you when you really know some of this, so much of the story. I mean, you don't have to know as much as I do, but just just to know that the uh, the government is playing games with with the, the one of the biggest stories of our lifetime. That uh, we're not alone in the universe, and that uh, without without offending people's religious uh, beliefs, um, this is this is a true thing. And the government is uh, afraid of the public uh, realizing that uh, the, these little things that are inside these craft are intelligent creatures. And uh, they're quite uh, scared as to uh, what, what the uh, agenda is. Like I said, we're not being told as to uh, why they're coming here. They may not speak English. <laughs> they may not speak at all. They may have telepathic capabilities. Uh, so there's all sorts of uh, aspects as to 
why why no information is is forthcoming on on this uh, this so called visit? Is it a hostile visit? Is it a takeover visit? Is it just a uh, you know? I'll see you later. I mean, I would start just... with the basics. Like first, how fast can you solve a Rubik's cube? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's just get down. Let's let's just start with the basics. You impress me with that. We move on to the next level. Yeah, I've heard they can do it in <laughs> two seconds. With three fingers. <laughs> with three fingers, right. And their eyes closed. Right? <laughs> so um, we, we, we're going to uh, – how long have we been up on, the, uh, well, on this topic tonight? Well, we've been going about a half hour. Yeah. I yeah. think that a lot of people are, are willing to, to call in, and some of them are probably afraid that the men in black are going to be aware of this. <laughs> So they don't call in, but I I can assure you we're, we're all in this together. So if you have a uh, some questions as to the uh, accuracy of what I say and what my partner and I talk about, um, just contact us, and we're willing to uh, to have an open Make discussion. Contact, yes, <laughs> contact is very important, and uh, you can do that at ufostopsecret.com um, or. You can just email us directly at uh, UFOs Top Secret at protonmail.com. And yeah. uh, we would love to hear from you. We're going to bring up in the next episode, we're going we're gonna to talk about um, the witnesses that lived in uh, New Mexico and how each one was uh, interviewed for the, the books that are published out on uh, the Roswell case. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, we've quoted on this show that they, the government saying there were no witnesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the, uh, the witness, uh, who, who was in, uh, working at the, uh, the, the uh, mortuary. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. With the, uh, the, uh, they called him one night, uh, and asking for little, little, uh, cabinets, uh, for the, uh, the, uh, the dead creatures. Well, they, they, the, the way they described the size, it was like for children. Yeah. They were, he was like, well, how many do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, and it would, they thought it was a, you know, a, a child uh, accident uh, involving uh, somebody but, uh, famous or something. It was yeah. very strange. Yeah. That was, yeah. that, that was, that's pretty interesting. That's a good one. We'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll focus on that. <laughs> and uh, we'll also focus on the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the Walter Winchell, uh, so the what was his uh, his uh, his broadcast mm-hmm. on that particular night? Yes, and we're also going to talk about some current events too, because there is a lot of stuff popping around mm-hmm. and some interesting stuff that I'll bring up next week. So we'll see you next week, and uh, have a good, safe week. Yeah, and uh, may something interesting happen in your life. <laughs> Why are UFOs top secret?